Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet you at the Finish Line Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. His name is Mr. Jonathan Wickman, and a wonderful individual who I personally got to meet. I think it was in northern uh, Green Bay, a little bit 41 miles up from Green Bay. And he, is, he ran for lieutenant governor for the state of Wisconsin. He should have won since I voted for him. Um, but I guess, you know what, he had, there was some cheating going on, so um, he didn't make the chance. But we have him right on this show. How are you doing, Mr. Jonathan? Good. Thanks for having me on. Good. So let's start off. Uh, this is a Christian podcast, and uh, we came a long ways because I think last time I talked to you, uh, we were doing a video Facebook podcast, but did you know what happened? No. So what happened is, you know, since we live in a free society or a country that is free, supposedly, uh, they censored me off of uh, Facebook video podcasting because um, I was born from Russia. So they censored me off and they said, well, you know what? It's not because it's your content. It's because you're born from Russia. And since we're in a Ukrainian war and this whole fiasco, we're not going to have you. Uh, we're not going to have you uh, spreading any more disinformation. Wow. What do you? Yeah. What do you think about? And what? What? This is going to lead on to my question. What do you think about the suppressing of conservative voices uh, in this day and age? What are your thoughts on it? Well, first of all, I think it's terrible. And you were on Facebook. Is that where you got kicked off of? Uh, yeah, along with uh, Twitter and everything else. But and Spotify picked me up, and now I'm in 18 different countries. And well, that's I, that's wonderful. How, how did they know you were a Russian on Facebook? Is it something you self-identified as? Uh, that was my fault. Um, yes, I identify myself as I put, and also because of my name. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's 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 a crazy world. Um, you know, censorship. It's a terrible thing, and I think uh, the real reason for it is when any nation is going the way of communism or dictatorship, right? Uh, this top-down governance of of its people, where you're going to do what we say or else. Uh, then they have to suppress voices that are speaking truth. I forget who it was that, that said it as a quote, but anyone speaking truth uh, in a day and age of lies is the most dangerous uh, you know, people that there are to, to the establishment. So people like yourself and me, obviously, I, I've suffered under massive shadow banning through Facebook all throughout my campaign. My yep. number, my numbers and followers on there should be well over 100,000 easily. Uh, easily. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, from the start I, time I began my campaign in May of 2020 till the end of the primary on August 9th, uh, the analytics came in uh, for, from Facebook itself. I reached 6.5 million people with all of my messages, podcasts, videos, et cetera, 6.5 million people, Yeah. Uh, you know, and so it's a huge number. And yes, you're right. There was definitely some shenanigans going on uh, in our own Republican primary. And I'd like to cover that a little bit if we can. Oh, absolutely. Well, we're going to get to that because um, <clears throat> so we are going to give you uh, well, I'm going to give you as much like about 45 minutes. Are you OK with that? Yeah, I, I have about 20, 25 minutes, but we can cover a lot in that time. OK, absolutely. So let's dive right on it. So you ran for lieutenant. <clears throat> so what well, I started you, I started running for governor. Yes. What made you what made what actually made you jump into politics? Because you were a business entrepreneur before you ran into politics, right? Correct. I'm, I'm a business owner for the last 10 years. I've produced over a million dollars a year uh, pre-COVID and, and pre-lockdowns from my clients. 
Uh, my background is business administration and a minor in information uh, technology. So very much a business tech combination. Uh, I've always been interested, I guess, in politics because I see it as real. Everyone should see it as impacting their way of life. Uh, every policy that is set forth by your government will impact you one way or another, whether it's directly or indirectly. <laughs> Uh, so I, I early on, you know, I, probably 14, 15 years ago, I was a volunteer uh, for Ron Paul's presidential campaign. And I, I did everything I could to help get his name out there, very grassroots, uh, you know, digital marketing, you know, Facebook, when, when very, you know, in the very beginning of it all, right, uh, early stages of it, we were pushing very hard. And Ron Paul's campaign was one of the uh, first jump starts of a grassroots campaign via online. I mean, the traction he got was crazy. And uh, the amount of money he raised, you know, in a 24-hour period, uh, people were excited about his, his, his campaign. And the reason why, you know, young people, and, and people of all ages latched on was because he wasn't afraid to say the truth. He wasn't afraid to speak the truth and to show solutions of what America needs to do, right? The, the real problems, the system is what we need to look at. And yeah. so he inspired me and I kind of, I took up the torch from there and I carried it on. But as I followed the financials that were deteriorating in this country, I knew at some point the, the, the government would turn authoritarian on the people. And that's when I saw that gearing up in 2020 with the COVID lockdowns. And that's what forced me to, to jump in the race because there was no leadership. And I'm going to repeat this again. There was zero leadership coming out of Madison from the Republican Party, both people in office and at the state level had the, the actual, you know, the people that are at the top of the Republican Party. They were going along with the nonsense. They were yeah. following the narrative. There was not one person speaking out against this in a meaningful way. No, and I've noticed this, and we had people from both sides, all right, um, that were stating, okay, for instance, the mask issue. Uh, they were stating, well, if you go to Menards, uh, so a Republican uh, assembly or a Republican uh, senator said this in, in my district. She said, if you walk in Menards, you need to put on your mask. You need to abide by the rules. But the thing is that all the mandates weren't constitutional. They weren't Correct. laws. Correct. You know, so you had... And you have people from both sides. And I can guarantee you that both sides were profiting and that their bank accounts were just banking in. And there still are. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, you know, myself and Justin Schmicka from Badger State Resistance as well. But, you know, even before he came on the scene, we were digging. Yeah, I was digging hardcore into people like Robin Voss. And when you go into their, their, you know, their, their, yeah, not their comp campaign finance reports, but their statement of, of uh, economic interest, right? Uh, Robin Voss has it listed that he owns stock in, in Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson. Um, yeah. So, you know, and that, that's anywhere from $50,000 on. Per, per, per company. So there was definitely financial investment during that time that greatly benefited. I, I know Pfizer stock went really high. Uh, Moderna did as well. But I was the lone voice early on speaking out against this whole narrative. I took flack from both sides, uh, mainstream media, even conservative talk radio, many different things. I was battling everyone, but I stood firm and I was proven right. And now look at what do we see? We look, we see Anthony Fauci now uh, stepping down, trying to remove, quietly remove himself away from all this 
this, right? All the slimy little lizard weasels that were that made people suffer, people that committed suicide, people that were forced to take the jab and have now died. And we're seeing we're seeing uh, actual stats come out about that. Eighty four percent in a certain quarter, 2021, when the mandates were coming down for the, the, the shot, 84 uh, percent in increase over the normal death rate in categories of ages 22 to 34 and up to 45 years. People that should not be dying that fast and that dramatically were dying all in that one quarter because of the shot, the COVID mandates, you know, it, yep. it's an absolute crime against humanity. Oh, absolutely. And, <clears throat> and it's interesting because I know this is a Christian podcast and, um, and we're going to, well, um, I just want to tell you this back in 2020, when they first of all came out with the vaccine back in 2020, here's what, personally, I, I tell people this, all right, if you want to have, if you want to get the vaccine, go for it. If you don't want to have the vaccine, go for it because it's your choice. But you shouldn't pay people to get the vaccine. And you shouldn't pay people to be, uh, you shouldn't have the authoritarian government forcing the vaccine upon you and paying you $100 to just get the vaccine, not from Joe Biden, but also right. from the Tony Evers office. And right there then, I thought it was very weird. I'm like, why is the government doing that? There's got to be something behind you. And I'm, you know what? I'm betting you that Joe Biden and that all these other political leaders, they actually really didn't get the vaccines. They got saline shots. Oh yeah, I, I would, I would, I would agree with you on that. <laughs> and it's all, and it's all, and it's all pawn scheme, you know. And it's all like for power control. <laughs> yep, the one, the ones in the know, the ones that pushed it down, by for sure, did not inject that into their body because um, they know what's inside of it. Exactly. Um. So, what? So when you ran for governor, what were your, uh, what were your running or what were you talking, not talking points, but what were your stances? Well, my, my, yeah, I had a lot of them. <laughs> I was forced to put a stance out just about everything because I personally have answered thousands. I mean, thousands of messages, both on Facebook, email, uh, in person, right. As I toured the state. And it's really a shame that conservative, well, I keep using that loosely. I do air quotes around it though. Conservative talk radio people, right? Uh, it was such a shame that they did their best to, to try and hide me or censor me uh, from the Republican base uh, early on because they knew I was a direct threat to the establishment. They knew how popular I was going to be. Yeah. And that actually when it came down to it, I would win my race by a landslide. But not only that, when it, when the time came to debate their, their little talking heads, their scripted, uh, you know, redundant, outdated politicians uh, like Rebecca Clayfish and, you know, even the, the current nominee, it's, it's pretty pathetic. Uh, they knew that I would just make mincemeat out of them. I would talk circles around them on, on policy and solutions. And that's been proven to be true. If anyone's watched the last, you know, three governor debates, uh, it was pretty pathetic. It was pretty dismal. And yeah. uh, the only reason Rebecca Clayfish even sounded halfway as good as she was is she was able to remember, memorize the script. But the script she was following was Wickman's policies verbatim that I laid out. Uh, everything you can see is it was all laid out on, on my YouTube, Facebook, you know, my campaign website, all there on any issue you could you can imagine uh, from from economics to covid medical freedom, et cetera. I'm the only candidate actually put in the legwork was with the people fighting on their behalf all the way through it. Uh, no other candidate, you know, governor or lieutenant or governor can really say that from start to finish. Yeah, there were some that came on later on, but they would dabble their feet. They poked their toe into the pond. They didn't want to get crucified by the media uh, in case they were wrong. Right. 
And that yeah. was the thing is I knew I wasn't wrong because I had good data from many valid sources, not only within healthcare organization, but other industries coming into me saying, John, and this whole narrative is a, is a farce. It's absolute yep. garbage. Yep. So because even you're a business owner, so you see, so you see the aftermath. So what, so jumping into a quick topic, what do you think how the, the Biden administration right now is touting that they've created more jobs than President Trump has ever? What do you think about that? Because to me, I can see right through that. I'm like, well, yeah. the reason why you created that job is because you got all the jobs back that you lost. You never <laughs> right. gained anything. What do you yeah. think about that? Well, that's very smart of you. Uh, I, I agree with you. It's a bunch of lies. That's yeah. all it is. The, the American economy is decimated. The real economy is decimated. Uh, the, only, the only illusion that they have to make it seem like we're still doing okay uh, is the stock market. And that's why everything centers around trying to keep the stock market propped up and elevated. But eventually that too will go. And you know me, you've been following me with my, my background in finances and economics, right? I've been talking about the Federal Reserve. I spoke about uh, how we've been on a debt-based monetary system since 1913 and why the debt always has to increase. Otherwise, the whole Ponzi scheme collapses. Well, yeah. that, that is absolutely true. But what's very interesting, I'm going to tell you right now, is not a single congressman, not a single senator. This includes Ron Johnson, Ron style, et cetera. Not a single one of them want to actually have a real discussion about the Federal Reserve. And it's, it's one or two reasons. A, they don't actually understand the monetary system that we're on. Or two, they're scared of death to even poking that beast because what happened to John F. Kennedy right, getting shot and assassinated, that might happen to them if they really were to touch the epicenter of power in this country. So they much rather just go along, get along, play along, uh, and not actually really institute real change that would benefit every single citizen in this country. So we're all living a lie, but this lie is coming to an end. It's going to devastate millions. I mean, millions of people greater than we even saw in 2008. And there'll be no one there, no one there that can bail you out this time. Yeah. For any, for brand new listeners that are listening, can you explain, uh, simplify, like, or uh, brief, like in 20 seconds, what the monetary system is? The monetary system is the largest Ponzi scheme uh, known to man on a global scale. And what that really means is we've given a select few people the power to to create currency out of thin air and force you to use it to to force payment of it to you for your 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 your, your goods and services your labor right you, every day you go to work you get paid in this but at the end of the day if all you do is save in the dollar or your local currency that your government is creating trillions upon trillions more to fund their their deficit spending you ultimately lose, lose your purchasing power and that's what we're seeing that's why we see gas prices so high that's how that's why we see the real rate of inflation here in America at 18% that's why your cost of food is going on. That's why rent and your housing high because of cheap money flooding the system without real production, without real people producing, manufacturing those goods and services that everyone's trying to bid for with their dollars. Make sense? Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so you mentioned the gas prices and you mentioned uh, you mentioned the food prices. You know, <clears throat> what do you you know what I find to be interesting is I find it that the Democratic Party right now and and even and so the Republican, but it's mostly the Democrats, because Tony Evers came out with a statement stating that there's, he's going to push for a six hundred million dollar relief upon the Wisconsinites. Well, I I messaged his camp, I messaged his team. I said, "What well, would you say that is a complete joke? What they're doing now is they're trying to fix the wound they've already created. So what is the point of 
I mean, what is the purpose of it? What do you think of that? <laughs> it's all smoke and mirrors. It's just like it's just like the the Inflation Reduction Act that was passed, <laughs> right? All right, it actually is going to create more inflation. But the reality is, when you look inside of it, it what we really what really was passed was the Green New Deal. You know, it yep. was it was more more about climate change and green energy, which cannot cannot uh, keep our country and our modern civilization and infrastructure going. We can't function off windmills and solar power. I'm sorry. It's just, we can't, it's facts, right? We, yeah. we, we need, we need oil. We need, and I don't like using the term fossil fuel because that's not exactly even what it is. There's not a bunch of dead dinosaurs that have created oil. That's a bunch of nonsense. Actually, oil is a renewable energy, uh, but people don't understand that. And so again, the, the people in control of it have to create this, this idea of scarcity in order to keep the prices up. Right. If you're able to limit supply of anything uh, that people desperately need to survive, you can always demand a premium on price. Uh, this, yep. is, this is no different for oil and gas. There is plenty, I mean, plenty of oil and gas to be had in our own country for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I'm talking very affordable cheap, but they will not. They are not allowed to permit to drill and make that flow. Yeah. And one thing that I found out is they... <clears throat> One other thing that I found out is that they're giving huge tax breaks for those coal plants and they're giving like massive tax breaks for those <laughs> oil companies. That is what's sick about it because that they're being like, they're, <clears throat> I read the, I read the bill and it took me about two and a half hours. I couldn't find a single thing that's going to help the American people because well, number one thing that I kind of got to take away from it is Ukraine's going to get $40 billion for their war. Russia's going to get $1.8 billion because we are asking OPEC for oil. And so, but I thought we're in this Russian-Ukraine war. Why are we feeling both sides of the war? Why are we, like, giving it? And now, the day after it was passed, $775 more million went to Ukraine. Why the money? It's all a big money laundering scheme so they can uh, fill their bank accounts. What do you think about that, that we're feeling both sides? Yeah, well, that's there's a lot to unpack there, uh, but yeah, absolutely. the The Ukraine Russia war over there it's a proxy war, just like any Bingo. other any proxy war that we've been in Vietnam, etc. Uh, it doesn't end well. It doesn't end well for us. It doesn't end well for the people that are suffering over there um, and all the the violence and and bloodshed bloodshed that's going on on both sides. And you know, the other thing, the fact that we're in a proxy war with Russia. Uh, last time that happened under President Kennedy, we almost got into a nuclear exchange. Now, thank God for President Kennedy and as a level head and was able to de-escalate that. We don't currently have that in, in, in the White House under the administration, right? Joe Biden seriously has full-on dementia. He's gone. I mean, yeah. he, he's a corpse, okay? So the people behind him uh, that are pulling the strings, uh, they're, they're maniacs. They're psychopaths. They're, they're, they're insane is what they are. And so, and so to keep pushing the buttons of Putin, uh, at some point, you're going to get them so far into a corner that there may be a limited tactical nuclear strike somewhere uh, that goes off. And once that, once that happens, you can't put that back in the box. No, you just unleash the Pandora's box. Right. I say, I say the Easter bunny is in full control and that, you know, whatever the Easter bunny tells uh, Joe Biden to do, he does. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's, I if, the, if, the Easter, if the Easter Bunny is the Communist Party of China, then you'd be right. Yeah. Well, hey, it is because it's that costumes got made in China. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Obama underneath of it. Well, because the whole thing, you know, the whole thing that frustrates me about this situation is is that not only for me, it's a little bit frustrating because I, you know, it, I know I get censored heavily. And not only that, but like you have 
during this war and stuff, the people that are fleeing Russia and the people that are fleeing like communist countries, mm-hmm. right when we broke out into this war, you know what the executive order was uh, Joe Biden signed? It says ship all the people from Cuba that fled Cuba, people that are fleeing China, people that are fleeing Russia, to send them all back. The, what is your thoughts on that? Where the executive order, where he's sending them all back to that flee communist countries, but it's not sending anyone back that uh, comes up from Mexico. I just, I just think it's salt in the wound. You know, <laughs> that's all. It's all it is, right? Um, yeah, you're right. We need to, we need to, we need to close our border. There's a proper way for people to enter this country that isn't yes. being followed. Uh, but it's by design. I, I've said this throughout the entire campaign campaign trail. What we're experiencing is the controlled demolition of America because America, uh, the, the principle of America, the way it was set up by our founding fathers is really the, the cornerstone uh, of the world. So goes America, so goes the world. What I mean by that is there's third world countries that depend on America being great. There's actual lives that will, that, that there, there are, understand there's millions of people that have died in third world countries uh, under the, the COVID lockdown, right? When America went, went on lockdown, right? There's actual third world countries that died uh, because of resources that they were unable to get at this point in time. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying it's America's responsibility to develop the world at all, but as so our country goes, so does a lot the rest of the world, especially the world, third world countries. So it's, it's absolutely terrible. But I tried to educate the people of Wisconsin about this two party system that we're in. The two party system is an absolute joke. It's a mechanism to to control uh, and submit you to the will of the ruling class. It is truly selected, not elected. <laughs> Um, but the Republicans at the top tier, and I'm not talking about the voters, but Republicans at the top tier of the party are very much guilty by association at furthering this uh, new world order, new world order, one, uh, one world, you know, global system that is currently being implemented. Right. Yeah. Um, and and the example I'll give you is this. OK, we went through a primary. So Wisconsin has open primaries. Why we have this, I don't know. I think it's absolutely stupid. OK, uh, because you're right. If, if, if the Republicans are trying to find the best candidate to put forth in the general, why do they allow crossover votes, the Democrats to come and vote in our primary? It makes stupid no sense because someone like Robin Voss, someone with big, deep, deep ties, political favors to call in, can literally go to the Democratic Party and say, hey, have your base come over and vote for this person, this rhino establishment person that's going to be do nothing for the people, right? It will maintain the status quo. Vote him in over someone like Jonathan Wickman. And I truly believe a mixture of that plus fraudulent ballots is what stole my election away for lieutenant governor's race uh, in the primary. Yeah. So because the thing think about this, for example, if you're if you're a true conservative Republican, right, is there a point at any point in time in, 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 a, in a primary where you would vote for a Democrat? No, no, no. no right. I, neither, exactly. Neither you and I would never vote for a Democrat. But would a Democrat vote for a rhino Republican? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if that is the way it's geared here in Wisconsin. Then what happens is by, by default, the Democrats always have a two third majority in our primaries. That's why no one like myself, uh, you know, Justin Schmicka, et cetera, none of us can ever get past the primary if we're, if we're attached to the Republican uh, ticket because of the games that they play just like this. And that's why it's imperative that we have to get rid of Robin Voss. We have to get Adam Steen in there in the 63rd or literally Wisconsin will be under full lock and control of a, I call the socialist party of america the democrats but what isn't what isn't wisconsin under control there too i mean look at it you know i think here's why i wasn't a big fan of patrick Tustin because he was a poster child of what 
uh, lieutenant governor. Like he was the poster child of the rhinos, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that's why. And that's why I was mm-hmm. glad that he lost, and I was also glad that uh, Rebecca Clayfish lost because but Roger was, Roth. Roger Roth was no different than Pat Tessin. Uh, my, my 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 thinking on it is, I, I think uh, Pat Tessin wasn't establishment enough uh, for them, and so they went with they pushed Roger Roth through. Um, again, there's a lot of deep ties, uh, you know, to back to Robin Voss on that as well. But yeah, I mean, all all account. I see. I I've been on the campaign trail for so long. I've watched these people. I've listened to them speak. Uh, I follow them. Right. I all, I've seen their work ethic, what they have and haven't done. And the reality is, it would have been more believable to me, maybe, uh, that Patrick Teston would have won per se because of a few things. You know, the, the finances that he had. Uh, he did travel very well. He was out there when I was running for governor. Even he was still he was out there running for lieutenant governor. He was at every single he was at every single GOP event. That's about it, right? You know, it yeah. was never with the Patriots. Never went outside that little inner circle. Uh, but he was his work ethic. He was there. Roger Roth came out of nowhere, right? <laughs> Literally nowhere. He started late. Uh, spent some money. If I had known that's all it would take. That's all. Then great. If that's all it takes to win, then I guess I all have to do is, is spend some money to put out put out three postcard mailers to to, to the people, the base, right? Run, run a radio ad, uh, make a few stops in the state, and call it a day. Yeah. If that's what it really takes, if that's all it takes to win, I, I don't buy that though. No. What is so? What's I had Adam Steen. I don't know if you listened to my podcast or not, but I, mean, I didn't get a chance. To, I just see you. I saw you had him on him, and I, I couldn't get all the way through. But yeah, it looked like it was good. Good interview. What do you think about his race? Uh, well, uh, I think what he's doing absolutely is correct. He has to run as a write-in in the general. Uh, it, it's really the only chance that we have uh, to get him in. Again, it's not, it's not a perfect solution. It's not to say that they, they can't cheat him again, that they could stuff more paper ballots against his write-in ones, uh, right? I mean, we still have that, that truck in Racine that, that's going about, the mobile voting truck um, that's illegal, you know? Uh, yet yet no, one, no one is checking it. No one's stopping it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I definitely, I know at uh, the 25 minute mark is uh, past the zone. Um, is there any final, I definitely want to have you back on because we are in a very, this is a fantastic conversation we're having. Yeah. And I mean, I, 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 if you have more questions, I have another five minutes or so. It's fine. We can keep going. Okay. One more question. Okay. Two more questions. Sure. All right. So overall, what is the, what is your thought on, um, I don't know if you heard what happened in Milwaukee today, but some Fox Six came out with Milwaukee and the school board out of the Milwaukee district stated that uh, they're going to start teaching sex education for starting in kindergarten. What is your thought on that? Because that's a heated topic. And what is your stance on that when you ran for the governor? Well, it, it, yeah, it, I Isn't think that's that sick. Yeah, it's completely evil. I mean, there, there's no reason why a kindergarten needs to have sexual education, you know, sex education. There's no reason for it. Uh, the, the, the mind is not even geared there yet. Right. Um, this is the, this is to corrupt the youth, uh, just just like how they want to give uh, experimental shots, experimental COVID shots to infants now. Right. Yep. <laughs> and the children there, there, there's no need for that. So, again, again, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was the only candidate speaking out against this in earnest. I mean, earnest. Uh, every chance I got defying the narrative, saying this is wrong, this is evil, this is bad. I was trying to save lives. I literally yeah. was trying to save lives. And you know what? This is why I know I won my race, because everywhere I went, people were, were saying, thank you. Thank you, Wickman. 
thank you, John, for everything you've done. We now see it. You were absolutely right when it came to the shot. You're absolutely right about medical martial law. You're right about the supply chain breakage. You are right about the inflation that we're experiencing and will continue to experience, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you just plain, you were right, John. And I said this earlier. I said, I said, people of Wisconsin, I don't want to have to do an I told you so tour of Wisconsin. But sadly, it's shaping up to be that way now. It's going yeah. to be an I told you so tour, but it's too late. We can't bring those lives back that we lost from the shot. We can't bring back those businesses that people went under and lost everything, right? Uh, yep. it, what is done is done. We have to try and rebuild, but we need people that understand the right policies uh, that are good for Wisconsin. And here's the thing. After two years of my life, okay, and it's been a sacrifice, an absolute sacrifice I made for my state, but it's because our freedoms were at stake. So I had just I had just as much invested in this in any, as anyone else. I, I get it, right? Um, but the sacrifice I made, I'm, I'm concerned because I'm concerned that I'm concerned about the Michaels campaign. I'm going to tell you why. I'm concerned that people, and I love I, I love Trump. Trump's fine. I, I didn't like that he pushed the vax. I didn't like that he went along with the lockdowns. I didn't like that he gave Fauci as much of a platform as he did, right? I didn't like that. But Trump was, was doing his best to fight for America. I prefer Ron DeSantis for 2024, to be honest yep. with you. Okay, I prefer, absolutely prefer Ron DeSantis. Um, but I'm concerned that the people of Wisconsin are going to become ap apathetic again, okay? Uh, especially if Michaels does win, they're going to go back to sleep because because Trump knighted this person and Hello? Hello? <clears throat> well, I'd like to apologize. Uh, oh, can you hear me? Yep. Are you there? I think we lost you there a little bit. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. I was, okay. So, okay. So Trump ignited the party and he ignited Michaels and his, tam uh, his team. And what else? So then they're going to go back to sleep after he went? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid because okay, cause Trump knights someone, right? And says, this is my guy, my girl, whatever. Uh, I feel that people, the, 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 the end of the research stops. I just feel like most people are like, well, if it's good enough for Trump, it's good enough for me. We can't have that. All right. We need yeah. people to actually dig deep into candidates to, to, to research, look at the background, look at what they have done, uh, what they're saying what the, versus what they're doing, their track record. Like Roger Roth is a disaster. He just is. OK, he's a disaster. And it, 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 this is one of the weakest tickets I've seen. And I'm not just saying because I lost. I has nothing to do. I'm not sour grace. But this is one of the weakest tickets I could ever imagine uh, going up against Tony Evers <laughs> because you, you have Michael saying, you know, Kenosha burning. Well, Michael, were you there after Kenosha burned? No, you weren't. Neither was Rebecca Clayfish. Neither was Roger Roth. I was. You see, yeah. and that's why I don't I, I know people in Wisconsin are smarter than that. I know they I know they voted for the right person. I just think their their vote was stolen from them uh, this primary because every every patriot candidate. Right. That was really there doing doing good for the people of Wisconsin. They all lost to the establishment candidates, every single one of them. And the biggest the biggest red flag uh, race to me was the race for treasurer. What happened there with Orlando Owens, right? Oh, okay. yeah. How does that work? I, 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 I traveled everywhere with Orlando. Orlando was everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And he's very well loved, very well liked. And then yeah. for him to, to lose to the other guy, and, and I'm talking in a huge way, massive way. I mean, that was a huge red flag. Then, of course, Adam Steen's race there. Uh, but then Justice Schmitka in Secretary of State, Amy Laudenbeck did nothing. She was nothing, nowhere to be found, quiet as a mouse, does not answer questions, barely spoke. And then she beats everyone in that race. Come on. Yeah. Yeah.
Well, one thing that, you know, there's one thing before we end it. I was, abs- I didn't know who the other guy was. That's the whole thing. In, in which one? In the treasure race? Uh, Orlando Owen. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. I didn't either. And I knew no. who everyone was <laughs> in yeah, that race. And I'm like, who is that guy? And I, and I messaged Orlando. I'm like, hey, you know what? There's, I'm like, are you fighting this? He's like, no, he won fair and square. And, but, you know, he's going to be on. I'm, I'm going to see if I can have him on my, on my show because it's, it, it's, it's sad. You know, it shows you the hypocrisy and it shows you that we have to get rid of the two party system and we have to like get ready, get like open it up to like people yes. that are like, willing to yeah. vote whatever base. We do have to get rid of the two party system. Uh, I'm hoping people might be ready for that eventually. Um, because the, the two party system is not, is not doing anything good for we, the people anymore, period. Nope. It, it's, more it, yeah, it's maintaining the status quo and listen, just being neutral to everything. We are, we are going backwards so fast that we need people like Ron DeSantis everywhere that's pushing back to gain ground again. Uh, and, and none of these candidates are doing that. Yep. So I definitely can tell you, um, I will have you back on, uh, soon. So for anyone that wants to like follow you on social media, yes. where can they find you? All, all my channels are the same. Nothing, nothing has changed. I'll still be there. I'll, I will still be active. Maybe not as active as I used to be, but there's still, there's still a lot of education that I want to get out there. A lot more podcasts. I will be releasing my election audit findings. So I've been canvassing now for, uh, you know, since the, August 9th and I've been digging deep into the data. I've also been doing a few other things. Uh, I'm going to re- re- release that as well uh, for everyone to review. I'll also go through it in a podcast, but you can, still find me at my my website my website uh wickman for ltgovernor.com is still up but go over to facebook uh vote wickman is my handle that's my handle everywhere my largest following is on facebook but telegram is a grab trying to build telegram up as well uh so it's vote wickman over at telegram too okay all right well i want to say ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for allowing uh for allowing jonathan wickman to stop right on in thank you again jonathan uh and you you, I will definitely reach out to you again because this is a very interesting conversation we're having. And hopefully you guys have a fantastic day. And remember, God loves you. And I'll meet you at the finish line. Have a blessed day. Bye. Thank, thank you.